I'm not gonna debate you, Jerry. I'm not gonna sit here and debate. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Red Glare. My name is Daniel Fritch. I am your host. Thank you. Thank you very much for finding the show and tuning in. We're going to talk some Texans today. They lost to the Las Vegas Raiders. We're going to get into it. What does it mean? Why did we lose? Why do we keep losing? Um, But before we do that, I just want to say, once again, thank you for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at RedGlarePod or or my website there at redglarepod.com. Please share this podcast. If you enjoy it, and you know some other Houston fans that are out there that may enjoy it as well, please uh, spread the good news. I'd appreciate it. Now, on today's show, I am going to talk about the Texans game today, but I actually did the Captain's Log segment, so that's going to be at the end of the show. And what that is, is I have my microphone next to me as I'm watching the game, and I'm just sort of recording my thoughts as the game is ongoing. So if you want to relive that game with me, Uh, You can do that. That's going to be the very last thing that airs in this episode. What I did want to talk about up front is the game, but in a a larger context of where we are in the season. The Texans came in to this game in in Las Vegas at 1-3-1 off of the bye week. Our last game was against Jacksonville. We won that game 13-6 in which Davis Mills threw for 140 yards in a victory. And he threw for 302 yards today in a loss. Um, This game is uh, indicative, I think, of who the Texans are at their core. And the the announcer made reference to it at the end of the game. We are not designed to, to score 38 points. This Texans team, the 2022 Texans, are not going to score 38 points in a game. So we have not scored 24 points in a game, more than 24 thus far. So our offense is not our strength. Our strength would be, in theory, our defense's ability to sort of bend but not break, play a low-scoring game, run Damian Pierce, uh, limit our turnovers, limit our mistakes, try to limit our penalties, which we did for much of the game today. Um, And I came away thinking we lost to the Raiders. Now, a loss is a loss, but a loss to the lowly 1-4 Las Vegas Raiders should tell you what this team is. If the loss to the Chicago Bears did not tell you that, then this one certainly should. It's easy to say, hey, there's 11 games left in the season. The standings are breaking in a way where I don't think Tennessee's going to run away with it. There are ways you could close your eyes and imagine the Texans winning today and sort of clawing their way back into the AFC South. Um, And that could happen. There's 11 games left, but I don't think it will. And I think we need to start coming to terms with the fact that when you have a defense, an interior defense like we do, you're not going to be successful unless you're Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and you're and you're scoring 35 points a game. You're not going to win much when the other team knows at any time we can just slam it down your throat and you won't be able to stop us. Um, that's a bad place to be as a team. When you have a young quarterback, when you have sort of limited offensive options, Brandon Cooks is not playing well this year. Nico Collins was playing better than he played last year, but then he got nicked up today, and we're waiting to see what the extent of that injury is going to be. My takeaway is we are not a good team, and we need to start thinking about ourselves that way. And as such, you do have to start to pay attention to the upcoming draft. Now, there's 11 games left, as I've mentioned already. There will be a lot of movement in the draft, right? A lot of shuffling around, ups and downs. But 
Right now, like today was a great day for us draft-wise. The Cleveland Browns won. The Carolina Panthers won. Um, it looked like the Carolina Panthers were going to run away with this first overall pick. They traded away Christian McCaffrey this week. Um, it looked like they were sort of throwing in the towel on the season. And they came out and beat Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. And that moved them to 2-5. and five. So if the draft was held today, the Texans at 1-4-1 one, and one would select number two overall. And we'd also have Cleveland's pick, of course, which uh, it's harder for me to project where that draft pick would be right now because I'm not, I don't fully understand all the tiebreakers. But the Cleveland Browns are 2-5, and five, which gives them the third worst record in the league. So they could, their draft pick could be the third pick in the, in the draft, but it, I guess it could also be the seventh pick in the draft as there are five teams at 2-5. and five. So that'll be determined. But you would have two picks in the top five range if you're the Texans, and that's an excellent place to be if you're a rebuilding team with some positions of strength, right? You think that Derek Stingley Jr. and Jalen Petrie are going to be some prominent members of your secondary moving forward. We have guys like Kenyon Green showing out. We have guys like Damian Pierce, of course, who look like a pro bowler today and is just a delight to watch. Like when you're tuning into the Texans, there have been some Texans teams in the past where it's almost a chore to tune in because nothing is exciting and you know you're going to get popped in the mouth. Well, Damian Pierce is exciting. He is fun to watch. And I, I talk a lot about him in the Captain's Log segment later in the show. But with two top five picks, you would hope, you would hope, depending on how they scout and project, you would hope that defensive line, that defensive front seven would get some help in one of those picks. And then depending on how Davis Mills finishes the season and how Nick Casario and the front office feels about the quarterback class that's coming in, I'd have to think he'd strongly consider uh, a quarterback with that other top draft pick. There are a lot of folks on Twitter that I encountered, folks that follow me even, that don't want us to draft a quarterback. Either they're happy with Davis Mills or they find that um, our team is so talent bereft elsewhere on the roster that drafting a another quarterback and throwing, say, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or somebody like that into this existing roster would be setting them up for failure a la Chicago or one of these other situations with young uh, quarterbacks that are failing. And I would counter with that line of thinking. I would counter by saying, you know, then the Colts shouldn't have drafted Peyton Manning because their team was terrible. But they did draft Peyton Manning, and he, and you... You have to have a quarterback. You have to have a good quarterback in this league. And if Nick Casario has determined that Davis Mills is not the guy, he has to go quarterback with one of those top picks if he likes one of those prospects a lot coming out of college. And the reason he has to is because Nick Casario's job is not secure. Now, it's impossible. You know, it's very difficult for us to imagine us firing Nick Casario now. But I'm telling you, if we ended up with a record at the end of this year that was good enough to get the top pick or the top two or three picks, and then you roll Davis Mills out there next year and we continue to lose, um, that seat is going to get hot. And Cal McNair is going to hear it, hear about it from his fans, from his season ticket holders. You have to go quarterback if Davis Mills continues to demonstrate himself to be like a game manager at best. And I think that's what he's shown us so far. He may be one of the best backups in the league. Maybe that's his career trajectory, but I think he has to show us real progress, real improvement from where he is now over these next 11 games 
in order to change, uh, you know, where he likely sits on the depth chart at this time next year. Now, some of that is going to be on Pep Hamilton and Lovey Smith, though. I think, like, early on in this game today, if you were watching, we fell down 3-0, to zero, and then on our first drive, we drove the ball really well down the field, into field goal range, and on third and, I want to say, seven, we threw a little bubble screen to Brandon Cooks. We did not pick up the first down, and we kicked the field goal and missed it. And I I couldn't help but think on third and seven, because Davis Mills had made two good throws uh, up to that point on the drive, let him throw the ball. Let us try to get third and seven, because you want to know, do we have a quarterback that can pick up a third and seven, or don't we? That's what you're trying to figure out this year. And if Lovey and Pep think that Davis Mills cannot, like the three points there, the field goal there is so important, we're not even going to give Davis Mills a chance to screw it up, like then we already know what Davis Mills is. Uh, and I, and, but I don't think we do. You have to give him an opportunity to fail there. Just give, an, give him a chance to put seven points on the board. He's a, he's a real human boy. Give him a chance. You have to open up the play calling, even if it leads to pick sixes, because winning these games doesn't matter. Finding out what you have in Davis Mills, that is what is the most important thing, to my mind, of these uh, next 11 games. So I'll be honest with you, I attended a uh, my cousin's Halloween party last night, and I am hungover today. So I'm not going to really belabor the analysis of uh, our 38-20 to 20 loss to the Las Vegas Raiders because I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me. I am not throwing uh, my fastest uh, stuff here. So let me share with you, this was a big week in Houston sports, and, and on Wednesday night, the Rockets kicked off their season and the Astros played the Yankees, and I had both games going on simultaneously, and I was trying to, just as an experiment, do a little bit of a live commentary of both games. And I want to share with you a clip of that experiment because it, uh, it was pretty, pretty chaotic. AT&T Sportsnet is returning from commercial. We've got the uh, Houston Skyline brought to you by Toyota and C&D Scrap Metal. Okay, back on the Yankees game. Verlander is going into his windup on an 0-2 count. And Judge does not bite on the breaking ball. The starting lineups for your Rockets, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., Jabari Smith, Eric Gordon, and in a bit of a surprise, Bruno Fernando at the 5, getting the start. Um, They sort of laid the groundwork the Rockets did with this move. Um, with a Fagan, Jonathan Fagan piece the other day. And it turns out Shingun, Shingun will not be starting in Verlander into the windup and delivers. And it is a two and two count. Jabari Smith Jr. making his NBA debut here tonight. Um, sparse Atlanta crowd as we get things underway. Hawks win to the tip. Trey Young is indeed playing. He passes it off. Here's the pitch from Verlander, and it swung on and lined to short. Pena makes the throw, two outs. Aaron Judge retired, two away. Verlander, 10 pitches in. The Hawks score. It's 2-0. to zero. <laughs> I'm not going to continue doing this. This is insane. 
All right, so Wednesday was a great night. Yeah, the Astros winning, the Rockets played. They lost, but they were very entertaining. Um, Thursday night was a lot of fun, too. You had the Astros again. You had NFL football going on. You had NBA going on. This is the best time of the year, for my money, for a sports fan, an American sports fan, anyway. Um, So I'm going to go to the Captain's Log segment. You could stay tuned with me through that if you want. And essentially, that is, like I said, just me running through the game with my live thoughts from the Raiders game. Uh, please stay tuned. We're going to have some more Rocket stuff coming up this week, hopefully. And uh, keep uh, keep reaching out if you have any tips, feedback, and need advice on anything, financial advice, relationship advice, fantasy advice, gambling advice, any kind of advice. I want to I be able to, to be here for you. Um, I appreciate you tuning in. Please find me on Twitter at RedGlarePod. On Substack, you can find me at RedGlarePod.com. And uh, thank you for joining me. I apologize again that I'm hungover and my mental acuity is a little diminished. But we're going to right the ship. We're going to keep this pirate ship going. And uh, thank you again for tuning in. Take care of yourself, and we'll talk soon. All right, so we're into the first quarter now. Texans Raiders. We just played for the field goal and missed said field goal. Now, I don't want to play the results too hard here. You want to try to get the three points, I understand. You uh, have a makeable field goal, a good kicker, all of those things. But Davis Mills made a really good throw, uh, actually two really good throws earlier in that drive. And it seemed as though um, when we needed a third good throw, Lovey Smith was like, ah, we'll take two is the most we can get. Two is the most we can bank on. And so we settled for the field goal try. It doesn't work. We are down three to zero early on. But Pierce is looking spry. Davis Mills had two good throws on that drive. Now let's hope the defense can hold them off and we don't find ourselves down to scores early on. All right, Texans drove down the field uh, to end the first quarter. We will see what they can make of this drive. When the Raiders got the ball back, the Texans defense shut them down completely. It was a beautiful, beautiful defensive three and out forced. And Davis Mills... Damian Pierce still looking spry. We'll see what they can do in the second quarter. 3-0 Raiders at this point. How about a moment of gratitude that we don't have to tackle Damian Pierce? What a runner. Good Lord. Even on some of these these sort of bailout passes that Davis Mills is making, Pierce is making the most of them in space. Um, I really feel like that should be more of our offense, is like get Damian Pierce into space intentionally, not just as sort of check down bailout plays. L. Mills throws it to the end zone, led Jordan a little too far on first down, so it'll be second and 10, but man, Damian Pierce on this drive has looked like a legitimate star running back in this league. Jordan got one foot down, oh man, very close to a touchdown pass there on first down, we'll see what they can do here on second down. Second and 10 from the eleven. 12-yard line, they hand it off to Pierce, who (laughs) navigates about six Raiders in the backfield there for a gain of one. Um, That is a gain of one, and it doesn't look impressive, but the fact that that was not a loss of four is impressive. A very good run to pick up a yard there where he had no business. Pierce had no business getting a yard. Now we have third and nine, and we will see how aggressive Lovey Smith's uh, offense will be here. Third and nine from the 13. Mills in the gun, looking right. Delivers it to Moore. Touchdown. 
Touchdown. Texans take the 6-3 to three lead. What a great play. Mills stood in the pocket, took a shot at the end there as he was delivering the pass, let his receiver get open. Man, great play. Great job. We get the first touchdown of the game. Go Texans, man. And the Raiders are playing like a 1-4 team. The Texans are looking good. They're going to get the ball back here. They force a Raider punt. So we're midway through the second quarter now. Texans lead, and they have all the momentum. So we will see what they can stitch together here on their third drive of the game. All right, a field goal drive by the Texans. Mostly Damian Pierce there. Um, I like Brandon Cooks. I like him as a player, but when you're making the money he is as the veteran leader of the team, you got to make those catches on third down. I know it was a bang-bang play. It was on him fast, but Cooks has not been stellar this year, to say the least. He's, your, your margin for error with a quarterback like Davis Mills is so small, you cannot afford drops on, on big, in big third-down situations. So now we've had a first drive that I thought – should have yielded more points than it did. We missed a field goal with a conservative play call on third down to try to preserve that field goal attempt. And now we have a drop on third down to set up a 50-yard field goal, which we did make, but it does feel like we're leaving some points on the field a little bit. So we lead 10-3. to Hopefully our defense is still frisky against this feeble Raiders attack. We'll see what we can do. All right, so the Raiders were able to put a touchdown drive together on a good throw over the middle by David Carr. Now, the we go into the half 10-10, to 10, and I couldn't help but feel like we had the momentum, and the Raiders have to be really happy with the tied game at halftime, given how both teams have played. Um, that first drive that the Texans had, they played for the field goal, and then they missed the field goal. And I'm not sure... I mean, I'm sure in the moment, Lovey's just happy to get the three points there. But, man, it does feel like we're behind a little bit in terms of where we could have been in this game. So we get the ball. The Texans get the ball to start the second half. And hopefully we can get that momentum picked up again. Damian Pierce, by the way, just an incredible first half. It's so fun to root for a player like that like just to state the obvious but even on a losing team um, to have an explosive um, guy with a motor like that he had 64 yards at at the half uh, on the ground on 12 carries and another 20 yards uh, catching the ball on three catches so that was a Damian Pierce half was awesome and I don't want to over overlook that at all stellar stellar first half by Damian well the Texans came out in the second half and Damian Pierce had a few good runs to set up a field goal which put us up 13 to 10 and then the Raiders decided at halftime apparently their offense to put on their big boy pants and they came out and just pushed us kicked us right in the stomach rammed it down our throats all the way down the field for a touchdown um, so now the Raiders lead 17-13. Very frustrating when your defense can't stop the run, and it's like everyone in the stadium knows it. Like, the defense itself seems to know it. Like, please don't run it. We can't do anything about it. Um, just be nice guys here and roll David Carr out and see if we can bat a ball down. 
But anyway, Texans have the ball back. Five minutes, 42 seconds remain in the third. First and 10. We'll see what the call is here. Play action. Quick hitter to Collins. He makes the catch. It'll be second and two. Go Texans. The next two plays were incredible. You had a play action pass, 24-yard gain to Brandon Cooks coming over the middle. And then the very next play on first and 10, Damian Pierce runs for what looked like, I don't know, 14, 1,500 yards on one play. No, he looked great. He's got 80 yards now, midway through the third. And from the 28 on first and 10, we go back to Pierce running off right tackle. He's going to pick up about three and a half, four. All right. We're now inside four minutes left. The Texans putting a very impressive drive together here in the third quarter. And Davis Mills finishes that drive with a 25-yard strike to Philip Dorsett. What a throw. Moving to his left. Mills, perfect throw. Excellent, excellent pass. We are tough on Davis Mills. Very tough. But we have to give credit when it's due. Uh, that was an excellent play. Excellent drive. The Texans now lead 19-17 with the extra point next. And... An excellent answer to that drive by the Raiders to come back and just drive right back for a touchdown. Awesome job. And the game has turned into kind of a shootout, which I don't have to tell you is not exactly the way the Texans are built to play. So the Raiders, again, drive right down the field. Kind of funny, they called a trick play towards the end of that drive where they did a toss to the running back who threw it back to the to Carr, who threw it to a receiver. And it's like, guys, um, the Texans can't stop anything you're doing. We can't stop Devontae Adams. We can't stop Josh Jacobs. You can run left. You can run right. You can do whatever you want. I mean, sure, do the crazy trick plays if that makes you feel better, but not really necessary. So Davis Mills is going to get the ball back now. Uh, we are into the fourth quarter. We are down 24-20. And we'll see if the Texans can keep up. And, again, I don't feel like this is the kind that the offense, the Texans offense has looked great, uh, especially here in the second half, but I'm not sure they're built to win a shootout. We'll see. We'll see what they can put together here. And that drive stalls, as I sort of thought that it would. Um, Kenyon Green got a false start penalty on fourth and one. It looked like we were going to go for it on fourth and one from our 30. And... I'm going to say Kenyon Green might have saved the game for us right there because our fourth down performance this season has been abysmal. The play calling has been abysmal. The execution has been abysmal. Um, so maybe a punt there is not the end of the world, although now we are giving back a red-hot offense, the ball, down four. Um, our defense is likely totally gassed, but it's Derek Carr. We, this is not an insurmountable challenge here. Let's see if we can hold up against Derek Carr and company. Update, we cannot hold up against Derek Carr and company as they drive down the field. Josh Jacobs led most of that drive just running left, running right, running up the middle. Uh, the last run sort of comically up the middle and then to the right as our, our DBs are just sprinting sideline to sideline trying to catch up to him really sad um performance up front by the texans defense this game so far 
We now have a double-digit deficit in the fourth, which is not where you want to be with Davis Mills as your quarterback. Um, not looking good for the W in this one, let's be honest. But, um, yeah, but nothing. Not looking good. <laughs> and, and this game is over. Davis Mills, as I said, not the quarterback you want leading a high-scoring comeback at the end of a, of a game. He throws a pick six on the ensuing drive. This game is over. I am now going to go to the Red Glare Studios, collect my thoughts, and we'll produce the recap show. Thank you for listening to this. If you've made it this far, join me on Twitter, Red Glare Pod. Join me on Substack, redglarepod.com. And have a great week. Talk soon. Adios.